Hello, Brita Wallace here coming at you today with just some thoughts um, on perfection. And this is the thing. I was thinking about this yesterday and I just was like, I don't know, maybe other parents can relate to this. I feel like everything has to be perfect. I mean, even this podcast, I feel like when I'm trying to make it perfect, it actually um, does not come out that well and I cannot talk and all of this stuff instead of if I'm just sharing and freestyling um, whereas if I write up something and I'm really trying to share um, a point it doesn't always come out that way and I was thinking about how we really need to um, show up messy and I believe that that's um, that's the truth even in um, parenting even in our everyday lives I mean sometimes yeah, I want things to be perfect. And I always want to strive uh, for excellence. I want to become better as a speaker. I want to become better as a mom. I want to be a better wife. I want to be the best that I can be with all of um, these things in my life and areas of improvement that I can work towards. And I think that sometimes if we're not careful that we focus too much on the perfection instead of making moves. So I'm always focused on, uh, with this podcast, like there's so many more episodes that I need to get up and running. And I remember last week I did have a few hours to get some up and I thought that I was going to get like all of it done. And I ended up posting two episodes. Why? Because I was so focused on them being perfect and the perfection, you know, that they needed to be. Um, and then they didn't even come out that great to begin with. (laughs) So I just think like, We can relate to that so much as parents too, because we want, you know, to be, like I said, the perfect mom or dad to our children. We want the perfect family life. We want um, all of these things to be perfect. And let me just be completely honest with you. I can be doing this career and I plan on um, making this my career for the rest of my life. I plan on reaching families, strengthening them. Um, helping them at their core. And the thing that I feel like is going to help them the most is that I show up with them messy. You know, me acting like I have this perfect family life, which I do not, uh, by the way. And there's sometimes uh, where I am like, Lord, why are you asking me to do this? Because this is a God move. Why are you having me do this? Like, I'm a hot mess right now, or my family's a hot mess, like we're just, you know, overwhelmed or our buckets are empty or, you know, this is really hard. Um, It's not perfect. I don't have perfect kids. I don't have a perfect husband. I am not perfect. There is a lot of things that as a mom, I still need to learn. Um, And with parent and uh, family education, the thing about it is, is that I'm learning constantly too. And I think that as my children grow even more, you know, I'm going to learn on a different level. So yeah, I have a a background, an educational background in human development. So I know how people develop from the time they are um, born until the time they die. Okay. So, and I also have a lot of education in early childhood. Um, That is a degree that I earned specifically. And then my human development degree um, is, you know, human development degree that focuses on uh, family studies. So really learning about, 
you know, how the families have developed over time and, you know, the functionality of them, what's going to uh, make them best. I have education and positive discipline. And I can tell you that as I earned uh, my degrees and I had a child because I started Uh, I went back to school and I started early childhood. That's what I started with when my child was five and a half months old. And at the time I didn't know, you know, you don't know when your child has special needs. We always knew that something was a little bit different about him um, because he's always been very, very overstimulated and had a lot of sensory problems and, um, and stuff like that. But the thing about it is, is, um, There are things that I have learned that this is the way that something needs to be done. Um, This is the way, you know, he needs to be handled at this age developmentally. And I have that information. And sometimes because of his temperament, because of the struggles that he has, those things don't work. So I have to say that with parenting, yes, there are um, tools and things that assist us, <clears throat> techniques, and they're not always going to work for every single child. Do I th- believe that they will work? Um, most of the time, I do. And I believe that a lot of it is that we have to change things about us. And that's the thing with parent and educa- uh, family education is that we have to change things with us. And a lot of people, um, that's a hard pill to swallow. A lot of people don't want to hear that. Parents don't want to hear that. They don't want to say, you know, well, my children's behavioral issues are a direct reflection of this thing that I do or how I respond to this situation. And we don't want to admit that as parents because we don't want to feel like failures. We don't want, um, to come from a place of shame. We don't want to think that it's something that we're doing. We always tend to place the blame on somebody else when there's something that we don't want to face in ourselves. Okay. So the thing with parent and family education is that a lot of it is us being able to change the script, us being able to change things that we're doing or modeling to our kids that are helping teaching them uh, something different. I will tell you that I really found out a lot about myself when I became a mom and more specifically um, as I grew as a mom because there were things, especially with a special needs child, if I did not have this child, I probably wouldn't be doing half of the things that I'm doing. I probably would not be able to um, find compassion for people who maybe I would still be into uh, family and parent education. I think that eventually maybe I would have gotten there still um, because it's something I'm really passionate about, especially because we have come such a long way um, with research and um, development and have learned how, you know, kids' brains work, how they learn, how they develop, what's going to be the best course of action for them. And the thing is, is that as a society, we can't move past certain things that were put into place 50 years ago. Or, you know, with 
with corporal punishment, with spanking and, and, um, and it fires me up. Right. So like this passion that I feel is like, no, this is not the way, this is not the way to go. This is not the way, um, this is not the way that we need to be disciplining our kids. And my passion is, is, um, is fueled right by, this thought that we have as a society that this is still the way we need to uh, handle children and um, how they do not deserve respect and we are adults and they don't have a voice and we, you know, do as I say and um, and we don't want to hear it and you need to just go, you know, do this and, you know, whatever it is and I have such a big problem with that because I have put the time in to study children, to study how they're going to learn, to study uh, people, okay? And do I do those things in my home sometimes? Yes, because I'm human. Um, And, you know, I'm talking about like yelling, like that is my go-to. I grew up exposed to a ton of yelling. And the thing about it is, is that it's very hard for me when people are yelling for me not to yell too, okay? So it's very, very difficult for me to um, eventually all day, I mean, I will just tell you a little while ago that um, everybody was screaming. Um, my my child, my four-year-old, because he's overstimulated by his brother, is screaming um, for his brother to stop screaming, okay? Um, And then my husband's getting annoyed and I go upstairs and I'm like, can we please address, you know, what's happening right now? Like, we can't ignore our baby screaming. And I know that that is not what we're taught, but that's not, that's not appropriate. We have to, in order to get him to stop screaming, we have to acknowledge how he's feeling. Does that mean that we give in to what he wants? He wanted to do something he wasn't supposed to do. Um... And his feelings, I can tell you right now, were not acknowledged. Um, So a lot of people think, though, that we are just supposed to ignore that behavior and walk away. Um, And yes, there is a degree of that that to be right information, okay? But we have to acknowledge their feelings first. So in that situation... I know you want to go in grandma's room, Ollie, and you're really, really mad about that. You're mad because we will not let you go in grandma's room and we're sorry. The answer is still no. And you give them a hug and maybe they're going to throw a fit still um, for a few minutes. But typically, if you're acknowledging their feelings, if you are sympathizing and empathizing with them, Um, and giving them compassion over the situation, it's going to diffuse the situation. If you're just ignoring it or if you reprimand them and they get in trouble for it, that is not helping. So, I mean, this is like 10 or 15 minutes of like just screaming and he's being ignored, okay? And I wanted to start screaming because I'm just like, I can't take it anymore with the screaming. I don't know if anybody else can relate. Oh my goodness. If you ignore it, it does not stop. Eventually it will, but how long is that going to take? And then how is your child going to feel? Wow, I am really struggling here. At 19 months old, I can't tell you how I am feeling, right? And I am really, really struggling here. And even though, 
you know, my parents are telling me that I can't do something. Um, even though my parents are telling me that I cannot do something, um, that doesn't mean that we have to be like these hard parents. We're like, okay, yeah, no, you can't do something and that's it. And I don't really care. And I'm walking away and you can deal with your emotions yourself, especially, you know, the younger they are kids. The thing that we have to understand is they don't know how to, um, deal with their emotions. They don't know how to, um, they don't know how to navigate them. They do not come out knowing how to do this. They don't just develop this with time. That is also another lie and a myth. Um, and I don't, I mean, maybe not a lie, I guess. Maybe that's a harsh way to say it, but um, that's not true. We have research now, you know, that shows that like, they're not just going to get over it. They're going to internalize that. And it doesn't matter if you do that when they're a baby and you're ignoring them and they are crying and you, you know, obviously if you need to put your baby down, um, because you are going to, um, you know, because you can't handle things and you need to walk away for five minutes, then you need to walk away for five minutes. But we need to acknowledge Um, our children's feelings and we need to empathize with them. Empathy is a really big part of parenting and it's a part of parenting that we are missing, especially in today's world. And I just want to say that, you know, I want to talk about these things all day, every day, and I want to do it in a perfect way. I just want it to be perfect. I don't want kids to be screaming in the background. I don't want my dogs to be barking in the background. I don't want people to be um, talking. I want it to be, uh, I, I don't want to say um all the time. That's something that I tend to do. But the thing is, is if I keep waiting for those things to not happen anymore, then I'm never going to get out the information and to reach people and to talk about the things that are really important in parenting and in families and where we're missing the mark, okay? Um, And a lot of it, I'm telling you, it has to do with empathy. I didn't grow up with a lot of empathy, I will just tell you. So I'm not good at, um, I'm not always the best at delivering empathy, but I'm learning and, you know, getting back into, you know, you, you learn about this, uh, especially when I study children, um, you learn about, you know, that piece of it a lot more when you're really digging into those uh, studies and, and um, you know, that part of development. Well, then as you start learning something else, that information kind of gets away from you. And now that I'm feeding my mind and my you know, brain with information again, um, regarding, you know, parenting, because a lot of my focus in early childhood was, uh, the parenting piece, um, you know, how we can parent well and raise kids, um, that in a more positive way where they are developing positive skills. So, but you get away from that a little bit and um, you start learning something else. And now where I'm actually digging deep into uh, these topics again, I am remembering, yes, a lot of it is about empathy, right? And that's something that I have to admit to myself that really needs to... um, that really I need to work on sometimes, that I need to empathize with my kids. And and I think that the reason why that's hard for me sometimes is because I have a hard time 
with overstimulation. I have a hard time with um, just chaos constantly going on around me and yelling and screaming, but that's not going to be eradicated if I'm ignoring these behaviors. That is not going to be eradicated. Um, and if it is, because yes, our children can be like, okay, like, obviously I'm not going to get a response. So I'm just going to stop doing this. But that doesn't mean that they're not feeling that way inside. Okay. And that's not creating healthy people. We want our children. I mean, I do, especially, and I think any good parent really wants our children to develop emotional autonomy, right? Um, to be healthy, to be able to socialize with people, to be able to know what the appropriate responses to things, how to problem solve. We want our children to develop in a positive way, right? We do not want to contribute to them internalizing feelings um, and their emotions, which is what we have been taught to do for decades. And we, um, and then they need counseling when they get older or they have mental health issues. And I'm not saying this is the case for everybody or that I, honestly, I do believe it's the case for most people. Um, and I think that it's something we don't like to admit. So I think that that's why it doesn't happen or people who are like, oh, well, I was treated this way and I'm fine. Almost every single person who has ever said that to me, I will just tell you, and this is not coming from a place of like to shame anybody for that. Um, I have even said that in the past. And guess what? I have a lot of deep emotional things that I have needed to deal with in my adult life because I did not handle them appropriately or wasn't taught to handle them appropriately when I was a child and growing up. Um, you know, we were told to calm down. We were told, you know, all of to go in your room if you're going to act that way. We were not empathized with. We were not talked to about our feelings. And that is not saying anything about my parents or any parent who parented this way because that was the time in society when I was raised. That was what everybody was doing. That was what how everybody was taught they needed to handle their kids. And that's my point is that we've gotten so far away, um, you know, from that information and we have developed so much. Uh, you know, we've learned so much and people are missing that. People are missing that. They're stuck in, well, I was raised this way, so I'm going to do it this way. And that's fine. Um, but if you were raised in any manner of which I am talking about, and you think that that's fine to do to your children, I am telling you it is not. And that's not coming from a place of shame. That's not coming from a place of, you know, not, you know, to be judging either. I really want to spread awareness that this is not the way that we need to go as parents. This is not the people that you want running your country or, you know, running the business world or teaching our, ch your, you know, our children's children, right? It's not, you know, people with with um with mental health issues. I mean, look at the mental health crisis that we have in this country and nobody wants to do anything about it. You know, look at the look at the statistics on that. Look at where we are um with 
you know, insurances, even covering mental health. I mean, the insurances that do cover mental health, the past few insurances that we have had uh, do cover mental health, but it's not great coverage. You can't get marriage counseling. Why? You know, um, they don't cover marriage counseling unless they trick the system and diagnose it as another, um, you know, as something else. So with the people individually that are going, um, they have to code it that way, right? That's ridiculous to me. Your families should be strong. That should be so important in this country. That should be so important in our lives and in the world. And the thing is, is that we want this perfection, right? We want to do things perfectly, but I'm saying that we need to show up messy. We need to show up messy together so we can help build strong families together and we can create the change that we want to see in the families. So I want people who want to learn to do things differently in their home. That's what I I want to help um, develop strong families people who want the information, who want the the research and the development and all of the things that we have learned over the past few decades on how, you know, spanking actually is detrimental to kids. Okay, maybe you were spanked and you think that you're fine. That's fine. But that's not the case for most children. And there are developmental studies that show this. There are actual changes that take place in the brain from children who are treated like this and the children that are treated like this the most are the children that need the most empathy the children that are lacking skills to behave appropriately and we do not handle it appropriately as their parents and as adults and they grow up and they have all these issues okay and i'm not saying that um There aren't bad people in the world because we struggle with sin. Yes, we are, or there are, but we contribute to that as parents and we contribute to that as people. And I really just want to say that thinking that we don't is a cop-out. That is like just ignoring this big problem that we have and I'm not going to ignore it, okay? I'm going to speak out against it and I believe that we have to stop searching for perfection and we have to start looking um, to each other and admitting where uh, there's darkness and where we need to shed light on it, where there are things that we need to grow as parents um, that are tripping us up, that are creating discord in our home, that are not serving us or our families. And we have to stop listening to people who tell us that, um, you know, our kids need to be beat and our kids need to not have a voice and our kids need to not be heard. That is not creating entitled kids. Okay. It's not. It's creating healthy kids. And we can go through a talk on actually what creates and constitutes, you know, children to become entitled. And this is not it. It's not empathizing with them. It's not acknowledging their feelings. Okay. Um, And still being calm and firm in what your boundaries are okay you have to have boundaries as a family um that is a you know a part of it too is that we cannot allow you know our children to walk all over the us that's not being you know permissive 
by acknowledging our children and helping them to gain emotional autonomy, okay? Like that is not, we have to stop listening to people that are telling us that we're doing things the wrong way, that, oh, you're creating a spoiled child, you're creating, no, I'm creating a healthy child. I am working to create a healthy child. I am allowing my child to problem solve, right? We want our children to problem solve things so that they are learning to do that because they need to learn how to do that, okay? I'm learning how to problem solve in my adult life now, okay? My husband and I, we do not know how to problem solve and that creates a lot of discord in our marriage, all right? So um, I'm just being honest and we're learning how to do some things in adulthood and it's not at anybody, it's not anybody's fault. It's not anybody's, um, you know, it's not to shame anybody. And, and that's the thing that I'm finding with, you know, uh, people who are older, who raise their kids a certain way. They don't want to talk about this. They don't want to agree. They don't want to look into what the research actually says today. They don't want to hear it. And I think that is because it's coming from a place of, well, if, I really know how this affected my kid, then I'm going to feel a certain way about how I parented them. And the thing about it is, is that we cannot allow those limiting beliefs to trip us up. We cannot allow ourselves to feel like we did a disservice to our children, that we, um, you know, that we didn't do the best that we could you know, those of us who have children that are older, we cannot think like that. Because if we're continuing to think like that and continuing to just ignore what is out there now and teach our children that that's how they need to raise children, well, then that's the problem. Not the way that we raised our kids who are grown, okay? That's not the problem. The problem is, is that we're refusing to look at studies and development and how people actually function as human beings and what is going to serve them best we are refusing to look at that okay so that's the problem it's not where you know the decisions that we made and how we were taught and how society taught us to raise our kids what everybody else was doing everybody else was doing it so the fact that you know when we're talking about what we have learned is going to serve our kids best we have to realize that this is developing research, that this is a time where we get to do something differently based upon what we have learned. And we didn't necessarily have that information then, or it wasn't the popular thought. And we often tend to do what society is doing what society constitutes as normal. So that's what I want to just say is that like to those people who really take offense to, you know, oh no, you need to do it this way. And you're not willing to look at what um, the information says, what where we have come developmentally that's the issue. It's not with how you raise your kids and it shouldn't be coming from a place of shame because you were just doing 
what everybody or guilt or anything that those feelings that bring up you have to take those thoughts captive and you have to reframe them with the truth because that was the information that you had then that was what everybody else was doing right but that's not the case today and we have to stop teaching that to our grown children who are having children and and we have to break the chain here okay we have to break this chain of how we are supposed to raise our kids in a punitive and um and you know authoritarian way okay authoritative is different and 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 being you know um firm in our boundaries with our children is different than being authoritarian okay so if you don't know what the difference is between those i highly recommend that um, you do a little research into them and look that up and to just see just the little bit of differences they're similar in some ways but they're different okay and to just really if you're feeling a certain way about anything that i said or um coming from a place of like shame or guilt or no i'm not going to hear this because that means something is wrong with me or i did something wrong no that's not what i'm saying but ignoring this issue because i believe this is a huge issue in society today um it's so controversial and nobody wants to uh, be the person that really talks about um you know changing the script because they're afraid to offend somebody um when that shouldn't even be a thing right and and we do live in a society where everybody gets offended but we have to uh we have to somebody and pe- there are a lot of people like me who are trying to defend our children, who are trying to say, this is not the way. This was wrong information um, that we were given. And it wasn't really wrong at the time, okay? Because that's where we were, you know, as a society. But we have developed our, our capabilities um, that we are able, you know, our tools and techniques that we have now to actually uh, study the brain and um, the way that it's affected have developed so much just like you know the scientific community we're developing all the time we're learning things all the time and we have to get with the times people with um with how we're parenting and we have to show up messy it's not perfection there are probably so many things wrong with this uh, podcast episode right now but there's a message here and the thing is is that I need to show up messy too. I need to show up messy for the people that I'm going to help. And I need to, you know, not always strive for uh, trying to make things perfect, but just knowing that I'm trying to get a message out there. And as I work towards, um, you know, as I'm working and I'm showing up, I'm going to get better and better and better at what I'm doing. And I'm going to continue to learn and I'm going to continue to do things. And I am going to have to show up messy to do that otherwise if i'm so concerned with it being perfect if we're so concerned with being perfect parents we're not going to show up right and that's where i feel like a lot of that guilt comes from or a lot of that shame comes from is like i can't admit that i do this as a parent or i can't admit that i you know don't do this or that i'm you know doing um you know, yelling at my kids or I'm disciplining them, them this way, or I'm ignoring them. I can't, you know, I can't do this. And the thing is, is that when we're not facing that because of how that makes us feel, we are not serving our children 
We are not serving our families and we are not serving ourselves. So it's really, really important that we are able to focus on what needs to be changed here and what's going to benefit for our kids. And we need to show up messy. So I hope that you want to show up messy with me and uh, just learn together and to create this movement of really building strong families. Thanks guys for listening. Tune in. Um, as I post the next episode and I hope that you will share me with your friends and family and especially those who you think really um, could benefit from uh, my podcast. Thank you.